Before I share my conversation with the great Stacey Cohen, I wanted to start the show with a huge shout out to folks in the United Kingdom and Germany. Support for the podcast and my book, Aspire to Lead, continue to increase in these two amazing areas. I feel so blessed as the show continues to grow all around the world. Almost five years ago, I had this crazy idea of starting this podcast to help educational leaders, and that couldn't happen without the help of you. This episode is brought to you by Papa Rob's Coffee. Start your day off right with the world's finest coffee. Rob has hand-selected the freshest beans from the best farms around the world, and he takes great pride in creating the perfect blend for a rich and delicious flavor. Whether you prefer a bold, dark roast or a smooth, medium roast, Papa Rob's Coffee is sure to give you the boost you need to tackle your day. Head over to Papa Rob's Coffee, use the code ASPIRE15, and receive 15% off your order. Order now and experience the true taste of coffee perfection. Now, let's head over to our conversation with Stacy Cohen as she talks about how to teach students to create a personal brand, to show off all the amazing things that they have done, and the way that they're going to impact a college campus or a professional setting. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire leaders, I am so excited for this conversation with Stacey Cohen. She is so kind, so genuine, and I cannot wait to talk with her about such an important topic on digital citizenship and how to prepare our students for future ready skills. Stacey, thank you so much for being on Aspire to Lead. Josh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, we have a mutual friend, Lainey Rawl, and she is the podcast host for Evolving with Gratitude. She's also an author. She's fantastic, huge friend of the podcast. And I am just so fortunate that she got us connected. And this conversation is something that is a passion of mine, and which is to make sure that we are preparing our kids for a bright and wonderful future. And Education is continuously changing, and you have a brand new book called Brand Up, and we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I would love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about all of the wonderful things that you're doing. I so appreciate it. I, first and foremost, a proud mom of two 20-something-year-old girls that, without a doubt, is what prompted me to write Brand Up. And, and again, this is already eight years ago or, or more. When they were in high school, I saw that there was a real lack in teaching kids about how to present their best digital selves and also other life skills like networking and entrepreneurship and, and empathy. That's one fraction of my life, but I myself am a serial entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 14 years old. I did the corporate thing for a while, Josh. I was at CBS. I was at a big ad agency. But truth be told, corporate life was just, it was never in my DNA. So 25 years ago, I birthed a PR marketing agency called Co-Communications. We're located in New York. We offer full marketing services, building websites, logos, branding, of course, social media, public relations for a very diverse client base. Absolutely love it. I can't wait to wake up every morning. And so if you think about it, 
you know, here on one side, I have, you know, I've been working with building brands, products, services for all of my career. And if you think about it, like building a, a personal brand is not all that different. A lot of people really don't like the word personal branding, especially if you think parents and, and, and you as a parent. I don't want my kid to be a commodity like, you know, like Dove soap, right? It's like, it just, it, it doesn't like feel right. But truth of the matter is personal branding. It's not about me, 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 something narcissistic. It really is about what is the value that you have to the world. And within that, if you think about it, it's such a competitive world and it's, it's more cluttered than ever. So what is it that's going to make an individual stand out in this environment? So what I'm saying is, you know, you really want to start that personal brand early. And so again, I lived my, uh, my career helping, whether it's, it's a product or a service or an individual, figuring out what their superpower is and then delivering it and, you know, packaging it in, in the right way. So it will resonate with whoever their audience is. So first off, congratulations on the brand new book. So Brand Up, Thank you. the ultimate playbook for college and career success in the digital world. And you said this is in the making like eight years ago. And that's about the time that I remember hearing George Kuros talk about a personal brand and starting to develop that idea. For me, it was a completely foreign concept. I loved it because I knew things were starting to change in the digital world. I didn't know what that was going to look like. But now it's such an essential skill that our kids need to have. So for kids in high school or in college, and they're looking to build a positive personal brand, how would they do that? There's generally there's there's three steps. And I like to call it personal branding in, in 3D. It really is multidimensional. The three steps are discovery, and the second step is development, and the third step is delivery. So the discovery part is the one that most would probably like to jump over because in a lot of ways it's it's the hardest. And you know, and, and I have to say this is the same for the clients that we work for, the brands that we work for at uh, my, my peer marketing agency, this is where you've got to dig deep. In my book, I take uh, students through what I called me squared process to uncover their superpower. You know, it's really figuring out what is the value that you add to the world. And the reason why you need to go through this process is that this is what is going to crystallize what you're, and I, I'm, I'm trying not to talk, talk in uh, marketing jargon, but this is what is going to crystallize your competitive edge. Like, so why should someone choose you over another college applicant? You know, because look, it's like, Kids are graduating from these competitive high schools with like 4.2 grade point averages, perfect SAT, ACT scores. So how how is the admission officer going to select one kid over the other? And if you think about it, the average amount of time that a college admission officer is spending on each college app is about 10 minutes. So again, the discovery part is figuring out 
why do you stand out? As part of that process, just as a little aside, is also speaking to friends, family, you know, maybe if if a student has has a, a job, so it's your your business colleagues, teachers, ask them, how do you how do you perceive me? What adjectives would you use to describe me? So that's the discovery process. And then we go into once you have it's almost like you, you've heard the term elevator statement. You know, it's like so you're meeting on an elevator, you have like 20 seconds until you hit the lobby and someone says, who are you? What do you do? You want to be able to, boom, just tell them who you are and what value you add to the world. Then we go into the development stage. The development stage is where you're really developing your your assets and your online profiles. You have to think about every single touch point at this stage. Even I'll share something with you and I tell kids this, like even your email signature line, that's a great real estate asset, right? Like like create a little tagline for yourself or, or some kids like will use a, a photo, um, you know, and if they're an art artist, they'll have a picture of their art behind them. So be creative. This is this is where you're going to develop your assets and your bio and, and of course, a, a resume, if you will. And you want to be consistent. The third part of the equation is delivery. This is like, I think we all, it doesn't matter what age, we have to all think of ourselves as news channel, right? So we have to figure out where are our target audiences and what are they consuming? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? And that's where we have to deliver. And the other part about communications for brands, business brands or personal brands, communications does not work if you just turn on the volume and then walk away. So you need that constant drumbeat. And so again, you have to figure out what channels to push your information through. But with college admissions, just want to add one thing, really important. And this is why I dedicated a whole chapter to LinkedIn. I feel that every kids should be on LinkedIn by the time they're 16. So they get their driver's license. They also have their LinkedIn, right? And it's really important because college admissions is done so much differently now. There's big data, there's algorithms, and the schools are looking for are you liking, loving, follow, you know, following them? If, if a kid wants to go to Vanderbilt and go to the engineering school, are they linked in with the chairperson of the engineering department? So these are all critical things. And also think about it. LinkedIn is just a great professional um, platform. And I also have a chapter on networking in the book because I, I think it's so important to develop that muscle as well. You know, my girls who are in their 20s, they um, they didn't always listen to me, but I would always say to them, you're both two very bright girls, but it's not always what you know, it's who you know. And so they would push back a little bit and say, no, I can do this on my own. But at this point, it's like they, you know, they've been in the workforce for a bit and they understand it's like to be able to get that coveted job at Google or whatever you want in life, being well networked is, is a plus. 
there's so much to unpack. Yes, you yes. have such a fantastic book, and it has so many resources and steps, and is uh, such a vital guide to our young folks. And so, I want to talk about the delivery piece, right? So, as school leaders, as educators, how can we prepare our students to share their unique talents? Because you talked about LinkedIn, but I know there's so many other digital platforms that they can use to you know, share all of their perspectives and wonderful things that they're doing with the world, their potential future employer or future college? Great, great question. And look, it depends also what their interests are. Obviously, if, if a kid is, is artistically inclined, they want to be on Instagram or Pinterest. I also encourage kids to build their own website and, you know, to grab the URL. I have to tell you, my, my business partner, Jess, she has two adorable boys, five and six, and she was struggling with, you know, when before her first was born and with a name. And I said, listen, Jess, I said, whatever you do, just make sure the URL is available because I encourage parents to purchase their kids' URL. And I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's part of, of life today. You cannot avoid it. I, I, I'm laughing here because I've never even thought about it. And yeah, I'm thinking about my own kids. Like I need to go and do that. That's so important for myself. Like I had to, you know, go through the process to find joshstamper.com. Like, but like growing up, that wasn't a thing. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. You talked about the digital portfolio, and I think that I want to kind of hone in on that because there's so many pieces that are important. So for a student that gets their own URL, builds a website, starts working on a portfolio. What are some things that they can include that are important for college admissions or potential job recruiters? I personally love video. I really, really love video. To be able to tell your narrative through video is is so powerful. And also we, we all know that video is an incredibly engaging format. And I also think it will make a kid stand out. But with that being said, you know, you wanna do video right. Yes, it's, look, it doesn't have, you don't have to hire like a video production company and have all the bells and whistles. As a matter of fact, you want it to be organic. But at the same point, you wanna make sure that you you know, you're not filming, like just sitting on your bed, you know, you want, you want to, you want to come across more professional and just like, just like, you know, you want to think of the same things that you would think of if, if you're going for a job interview or if you're interviewing with a college admissions officer. And I think the big thing is being prepared, but by no means don't be like over scripted. I have an area of the book where I believe that the kids should create what I call like key messages or magnetic messages, I like to call them, and use them, whether they be in a thank you letter, writing to admission officer, writing to an alumni. Again, just these magnetic messages, getting them through the video. I also think, again, depending on on, on what their field of interest is. I think it's like a kid could say on, on a college application, yes, I, I work with a local food bank. You know what? I'd rather see 
a, a photo of that on, you know, on, on their Instagram or, or Twitter or, or LinkedIn. It's like, so highlight your achievements, highlight your activities. Like you, you've got to be human. You know, I think that's really important. You don't want to appear robotic. I have spoken to, and, and I know, you know, this world, I have spoken to so many college admission officers and educational consultants. And the one thing that they all tell me is that they can smell a phony like a million miles away. So they can tell when they're looking at an essay if the kid wrote it. I think it's the same with anything that you produce through your online portfolio. Be you, be authentic, and, and just let the best of you shine through. But it's like at the same time, the college admission officer or a job recruiter, they're looking to find the best fit for their respective community. So do your research. Like a lot of colleges, if you if you go online, they'll have like, you know, the type of, of qualities that they're looking for to fit into their college campus. And you'll often hear words like leadership and innovative and you know it's it's all about having good character and I think letting your your good character and good self show through will help you stand out from from the rest I also think like just doing something really different and unique for example if there are two kids the same exact GPA same test scores one of them started a tutoring business in high school who is the admission officer going to lean towards? It's probably going to be the kid that started a business. I think you're 100% correct. And I think you've kind of tied this in with a lot of your responses. And I want to talk about social media more. Obviously, as an employer myself, you know, when I was hiring teachers, right away, I was going to the social media accounts. And I was looking to see, you know, what were they posting? Who were, what were they liking? You know, all these different things. Because obviously, like you said, I'm looking for someone that's not only great as a teacher, but also has that character. And, you know, I only know so much from talking with them across the table. So for our teachers, our leaders, preparing our students for the real world, you know, what can they do to teach the students about digital citizenship and how to harness social media to their advantage? That's a, a great question. And I, I really think that Ultimately, my, my dream is that this is part of the curriculum in, in every school across the country. And I'll take that a step further. I'd love to see this, this translated into 20 different languages, you know, because, because you could break it down into different components. One part is like the whole personal branding, social media piece, how to leverage social media for an advantage. I do feel that while a lot of high schools are very progressive, there are still many that are older school and are telling the kids, you know what, stay off of social media. And, and I feel I feel so the opposite. No, get on social media, but 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 really put a spotlight on all the great things that that you're doing, using it, use it to your advantage, show the world how you're different and why why you should go to the top of the decision makers list. So in terms of um, skills, I think kids are incredibly technologically brilliant when it comes to social media and you know like like jumping on TikTok and throwing up a video. 
This is not an inborn skill. It's something as parents and teachers, we have to instill in the kids. Look at, for example, Harvard 10. In 2017, 20 kids got accepted into Harvard. And, and I know this statistic because I did a TEDx talk on this topic during the time. Harvard had an acceptance rate of 4.6%. Now Harvard has an acceptance rate of 3.2% because we see nationwide that, that acceptance rates amongst colleges, not just the elite, but they're declining. These 10 kids get into Harvard with a you know the 4.6% acceptance rate and they formed a private social media group. And because of bad social media behavior, their acceptances were revoked. I mean, this, I don't want to see kids like this ruin their, their, you know, their lives in, in respect. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to give kids every advantage to put out their best selves. This shows you, and these kids were brilliant, but it shows you that smart kids are not always smart on social media. So we, as, as educators and parents, we need to give these kids tools. We need to, I would love to see, it, it always surprises me that, that I'm helping kids, like telling them how to improve their LinkedIn, you know? And, and so, you know, have maybe like a LinkedIn class in high school. I think that would be brilliant. And also teach the kids, how do you start to grow your network on, on, on LinkedIn? And as you're going out and seeking, whether it be internships or jobs or, or the college of your dreams, who are the people you need to connect with? And I also think it's really important to encourage kids to do exploratory interviews to find the right career path. A lot of times the exploratory interviews are thought of once you graduate college. No, why can't kids do them when they're in, in high school? And so I have a whole section on interviewing skills. This is another thing that I would love to see part of teaching kids, teaching them how to interview, you know, and whether it's live or a Zoom call, teaching them, you know, what kind of questions they should ask. And even something so simple, Josh, like as a thank you letter. I actually have template thank you letters in, in the book. And I tell kids that you need to respond. Like ideally, I would like to see them respond in like three hours, but you've got to respond in within 24 hours to thank the interviewer. And here's a couple of templates that you can, you know, make it, make it your own voice. And so again, these are just, these are not inborn skills. And you can't always think that the parents are necessarily teaching their kids. This is, I guess, like also part of just like etiquette, right? Oh, for sure. And I was thinking like communication skills, you know, and just how to build an email, how to write a, a DM to someone. I mean, things that we do learn eventually, but that should be as young as like you were talking about. I mean, in high school, they, they have social media, but is it a professional way of communicating? I think that yes. is lost. Yes. And you know what? You also, you bring up a, a great point also, because 
yes, we caution our kids on safety and passwords and security and, and all of that. But but think about it. And, and kids are still really ignorant about this. Like, it's not just, you know, I, of course, tell kids you've got to pause before you post and put it through, you know, what I call a pure test. But you also have to be careful. A lot of kids, and it blows my mind, they think that texting is safe. But you and I both know it is not. A text could be screenshot so easily and spread out there to the world. So it's just like these little tips I think kids really need to be made aware of a lot earlier on. Yeah, I mean, social media is not going anywhere. So we need to lean into it as an educational community. We can't hide from it. We can't ban it. I mean, that doesn't help them in any way. So I agree with that. I, I hope folks and leaders especially are listening and, and finding some way to create a curriculum or you know purchase one or whatnot to make sure that they're preparing their students for those future ready skills. And you had talked about something really important, and I want to talk about this. This will probably be our last question here. Um, before we get into more of the book and some of the projects that you've got going on, but how to teach networking, because you are so right. I try to teach my, my own kids this is it's not what you know, but who you know, and they don't understand that concept, but it's so vital for any adult as they are pursuing whatever dream they have. What are some things that we can teach them in regards to networking techniques? Great, great, great question. So again, there's online and there's offline networking. I encourage kids, and, and this is not in their comfort zone. You know, they've got to stretch a little bit. You know, to me, there's still nothing that will ever replace like face-to-face. -face. How thankful are we for Zoom? Because when COVID hit, you know, it's it's been a lifesaver, but kids need to get out and join clubs. You know, there, there may even be some opportunities to get like a junior position or shadowing, get on, on a board of a nonprofit, volunteering. You know, all of these things will help with, with networking skills. And networking skills is basically, to me, it's about building relationships. And so building relationships, it's an exchange, right? It's its give and take. And so you really want to curate your network. I think the, the first rule of thumb is you want to curate your network very carefully. Like your network is, is your pot of gold. And so you want to make sure that the, the people within your network that they are going to support your goals and, and they're going to align with you and they're going to root for you. But it's also you you want to always make sure that you're giving back value and you're showing gratitude. The other thing with networking is, is I, I really think, you know, you've got to practice it. You've got to practice it. And there's so many different groups like, so maybe you're not comfortable. Maybe a kid is not comfortable going to a big event. Like, let's just say it was a STEM student and, you know, they they heard about an, an event in their area that they could meet with other STEM students and other STEM leaders. Maybe they're not comfortable with that yet, but maybe they could get on an online group where they participate. I think it's just important for them to let their voice be heard. And, and again, in order to do that, I just think you just need a little practice, figure out, you know, like 
like how to introduce yourself. You know, again, this all goes back to the discovery part of the book and the little bit of the, you know, your value statement and, and who you are and what your aspirations are. It doesn't have to be like long-winded conversation, but just have like three message points or also have a question. I think the easiest networking is one where you all have a passion for a particular topic. So what this STEM kid could ask for is like, what what do you ultimately want to do for, for your career? You know, are, are you, you know, are you interested in biosciences and, you know, striking up conversations? I think that's a big part of networking. It's, it's communicating, right? But it doesn't always come naturally, especially in such a text heavy world. I think that the third part of networking is, is maintaining relationships. So you really want to stay in contact. You want to uh, express your gratitude. You can't say thank you enough. And um, and it goes with it without saying that, that also um, give more than you take and, you know, and then just keep these these relationships alive like don't just network to accumulate names you've got to build them if you know that it's their birthday like simple things right if you know it's their birthday hey happy birthday hope amazing you has an amazing day just simple things really add up because the important thing is 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 in order for someone to choose you or to help you you have to be likable and they have to trust you. And building that relationship will build the trust. All right, Aspire Leaders, you need to jump onto the show notes, click on the link for Brand Up, the ultimate playbook for college and career success in the digital world. And I want to give you one last chance, Stacey, to talk about the book, because I know there's a lot of resources, a lot of action steps within that. So what are they getting when they're purchasing Brand Up? So they are getting a lot of gems i would say because because it was you know sometimes I, I was a little concerned are they getting too much information right but i would say that there's um information on there on interviewing networking um exercises uh you know tips resources on where to find a great internship if you're interested in entrepreneurship, there's a chapter also on entrepreneurship, on, on empathy, on volunteering opportunities. But a lot of people's favorite chapter is I have a chapter on, it's called Winning the College Admission Game. And I have quotes, I asked over 40 college admission officers and educational consultants, what is it that makes kids stand out during the college admission process, and how can they best use social media to leverage themselves? And so I, I, I actually got well over a hundred responses. I took the the best of the best. I called it down to forty five quotes from these exceptional experts, and it's in one chapter. So uh, you know. I have to tell you, parents love that chapter too. And as a matter of fact, before the book came out, a lot of, of my friends who have uh, college bound kids were like, could you just send me that chapter, Stacey? I just like, I just, because I had told them about the, the chapter and I, uh, you know, it was like so much fun to, to work on it and speak firsthand because I am not, 
an admission officer. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to hear from them. You all need to head over to brandupbook.com. You find more information about the book, about Stacy, but then also, like I said, I have a link in the show notes. Click on that and you can get your own copy of Brand Up. Stacy, you had talked about a TEDx talk that you did. I'm very curious on the topic and what you spoke on. So it was called Branding. Thank you for that. It was called Branding from Birth. What's in a name? I did it in 2017. I actually, one thing that we didn't discuss, I'm actually a twin. So I wove my story of being a twin into personal branding and the importance of getting a jump start on building that muscle. Because if you think about it as a twin, like all my life, the two of us were compared. It's like, why do you get better grades than your sister? How come you weigh more than your sister? You know, that, that, you know, and even like birthday presents, people didn't want to, you know, like, you know, like make one jealous and we would get the same exact gifts. Sometimes it'd be in a different color. So forming my own identity was so important for me. So the TEDx talk, it weaves my story of, of being a twin into um, my passion for the topic of personal branding and the, and the importance of, of really finding your uniqueness. Yeah. So we'll have that link in the show notes also. Make sure you click on that. That sounds so intriguing. I, I want to watch it myself. <laughs> so Stacey, um, I asked this question of all of my guests, and that is, you know, for our aspiring or current leaders that are listening, if there's one thing that they can do tomorrow or next week to enhance their leadership journey, what would you advise them to do? So I guess I would have to talk about that from from a leader of 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 a business because Throughout 25 years of running a company, I have led a lot of different individuals of of so many you know, so many different personalities, introverts, extroverts, like and everything you know in in between, and and I would have to say the importance of of empowering people and really creating. Uh, um, a positive environment. And it could just be, you know, even if you're a solopreneur, it doesn't matter. You still want to create a positive environment with, with, with your network, whoever your stakeholders are. And there's two things that my staff knows inside and out. And, and, and I think this is like, I guess my superpower in terms of leadership, like I am so not a micromanager. I I want I want to empower them. I want them. I don't have any issues of them failing, and you know, and maybe a client getting a little angry because I'd rather them stretch out of their comfort zone. So they know two things. They know that they they are not allowed to say to me two words. I can't, right? Because when they do. I'll say, well, you know, did you, I know you didn't get through the front door. Did you go through the side door? Well, if that didn't work, did you go through the chimney? So I tell them, I don't want any problem spotters. I want problem solvers. It's so easy to just spot a problem and whine about it and say, I can't, I tried, I emailed, but no, come up with the solutions be innovative, be creative. And that is what I really feel makes for great leadership. So I want all of them to be leaders in their own right. Oh, it's so 
practical and wonderful. I think any leader to, you know, for an administrator to a teacher or a teacher to a student, I mean, those are skills that we need to build and anyone that we're leading. So that's fantastic for my listeners. How can they connect with you? Because I want them to jump in the show notes as soon as possible and, and click on all of your social media just to connect with you because you have a vast amount of knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As, as do you, this has been so enjoyable. I really appreciate it. Best way is uh, at Instagram, uh, Stacy Ross Cohen, and, and also jump on the website, as you said, brandupbook.com. And, you know, you can always contact me through the website as well. Yeah, definitely go to the website, brandupbook.com. If you're looking for all of the different links for Stacy, she has that on there. And there's a ton of information on the website, um, including her book. So again, brand up, make sure that you're clicking on the link and grabbing that as soon as possible. Stacy, it has been such a joy to speak with you. Like I said at the beginning, you are so kind, so authentic, and just so wise with what you're preparing our students for in regards to digital citizenship and then also you know, how to share their unique talents in a digital space. And I'm so excited about your book and how it's going to impact so many folks. Thank you, Josh. And, and I have to give a shout out to you for all you do in educating your audiences and teach better. Talk about brands, really inspiring brands. So thank you.